6: to start listening.
8: back on Visa's Primetime Action, live from the South Point. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for sticking with us. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, This is if you're tuning in for the first time, by the way, this is where we not only watch sports, but we typically are betting on sports and oftentimes in-game betting on sports. The only trouble is is that uh, we kind of lack the sports thing tonight. The only thing going on is the CONCACAF Gold Cup Group B game between Canada and Haiti, and apparently, uh, are we getting a penalty kick here? This is very exciting. Are we getting one? They went to the uh, video review. And it appears that... Uh, we are going to get one? I don't know. Canada's up 2-1. to one. No, I don't think we are. Oh. I think we're getting a goal kick. Yeah, no, nothing. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we Is are. Is the
5: U.S. game getting underway now? Do we know? Uh, I think it, it oh, starts we are, after this. We one.
8: are getting a penalty kick. Here we go. So Canada with a chance to go up 3-1 to one in the 73rd minute.
9: Drama for those who have the goal and a half. Yes. Drama yes. for those
8: who have an in-game bet on three and a
9: half. Oh, the drama. Um... Still are
5: going to
8: get in on the draw on the U.S.? USA, Martinique, 18-to-1 draw. No, because, like, (laughs) again, 300-plus thousand people live on Martinique, half of which we could assume are women and are not eligible to play in this game tonight because it is a men's soccer sure. game. So let's knock that down to 160,000 hundred and sixty Then there's children. Knock <laughs> that down, right? So we're what are we? We're picking a national side
9: out of a hundred thousand guys? Kelly, is he make this or miss this. Give me three to one odds. Oh w- d- Sylvester
10: it? stops everything, man. No way he makes this. No all right. All right. Sylvester. So you're taking the no. I'll <laughs> Off give you three to
9: one. Okay. I'll give you three to one. I'll I'll take the yes then. He's wearing the color rush green. Never, I- a <laughs> Never a doubt. Never
8: a doubt. <laughs> Goalie goes right Ball he, goes went the the ex- other way. he
5: went the wrong way. Not Go- even close. <laughs> Golasso,
8: Canada, three to one. Over 80, 74. Well, he read that one real wrong. So so Danielle, to answer your question, I don't think I can, even at 18 to 1, I don't think I can bet the draw. Let's just say this Tyler Twellman is on Taylor Twellman. Taylor Twellman, Taylor par- Twelman, yeah. pardon me. Taylor Twellman is on alert that if anything goes wrong tonight, he is he's on deck to do the whole what are we doing thing tonight. Because they can't, they have to be able to beat Martinique. No offense to the people of Martinique. I love Martinique. It's a beautiful yeah. island.
10: You better be you better yeah. win that game. Can I give you guys a quick pop culture quiz in two and a half minutes Please. before uh, we have Eric Eager on? Please. So Do it. this was that day that every year they add more uh more words to the dictionary, right? Mm-hmm. So we have three uh slang words that have been added. I don't really know the definition of that. any of these. Okay. E-gaw. So I'm gonna start with yeet, which Isaiah Wrinkle, it's one of his favorite words downstairs. I've never really understood what it means. Any idea what the word yeet means? Y-E-A-T? You guys got to get on TikTok. Y E E T. You know this, Danielle? Yeah, I
9: do know this. You Y-E-E-T? guys got to get on TikTok. Y E E T. I don't know this. Origin uh, country of origin. TikTok is the country, country of origin. I don't know. TikTok country of origin. Call
10: of Duty like oh. online gaming probably. Is it a is it an acronym or something? You didn't
5: give me any clues right. about the Batman. Okay. Menu. All right.
8: That's a good point. You did not. And she Yeet is to you don't know. Why are we you don't, stealing? We don't
10: know. It's a
5: verb. Danielle, would, Danielle you, Danielle would you like, tell would you like us. to answer? It's just like an exclamation of
9: like, you you're, excited, you're happy. An of
10: enthusiasm, approval, triumph, pleasure, joy, etc. So yeet, you, you
9: just type yeet like on the. Yeet, yeah. Or I people guess. say uh, it. Your yeah. next
10: one is snack.
9: That's the yeet. This
10: is, is an alternative form of snack.
9: Yeet might be the dumbest a thing. Snack ever is ever, like, like a. A good-looking person, right?
10: Yeah, very okay. good Matt Brown. Matt gets out. All
9: right, Matt Brown.
10: All right, your third
8: and final one, Zaddy. Oh, I heard this today. <laughs> I heard this today. I was watching. Uh, I was watching Katie Nolan on uh, what's Did the crack it It is
10: cracking up. It's in the dictionary. Z a d d y. Z a d d y. Zaddy has something
8: to do with an attractive older man, right? Say again. Has something to do with an attractive older man.
10: Yeah, you nailed it, man. Yeah. An
8: attractive man who is
10: also stylish, charming, and
5: self-confident. Well, you yeah. guys do work in gambling, so no yeah. surprise they knew that one. Yeah, she was yeah. calling. Hey, two uh, for three is pretty good.
8: Yeah, it was in the context of calling Roy Williams and Mike Golick Sr. in their retirement, having grown
9: beards and mustaches as zaddies. So that's just how need context. Oh, so yeah. zaddy is a is not a is not a, an adjective. No, it's a, it's a noun. It's a noun. Okay, so you I'm not saying like you're looking very zaddy today. I would be using that oh, incorrectly. Oh, no, please don't. Okay, that'd oh, be very incorrect. Okay, gotcha.
8: By the way, did you call it an adjective? Is that what you just called it? Yeah. Okay, just curious.
5: <laughs> it's it's a noun. The same way that bingles yeah. is a noun. No,
8: no, I said I asked was it the,
10: an adjective? The best yeah. part is having these kind of conversations, yeah. where we have a doctor, a little actual doctor waiting on hold to talk
8: with. Is us. Eric an actual doctor? Yeah, they, yeah, he <coughs> is. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> is pardon. he zady? Skill <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, Matt I Brown, can't David wait to yeet.
9: I'm, yeet. I'm I'm so Yeet right now. That <laughs> Kelly we get to talk to Eric.
8: Eager. <laughs> it's prime time action somewhere. Eric, right now. He's a, Eric. We apologize in advance that you we've had to so subject you yeet. to this. Eric Geger from Pro Football Focus. Uh, he's the VP of R and D over there at PFF. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. That's Eric with the C. How you doing, man?
11: couple things, Gil. Yeah, I I did. So first off, I I hold no judgment for you guys. I think the first 30 minutes of my podcast a couple weeks ago, all we talked about were the analytics of betting um, the bachelorette. Bachelorette. I I don't (laughs) even remember which one it was. So, like, I'm in no position to judge any of you guys for what you're talking about. Um, Yeah, and then the second part, like, I actually I do have a Ph.D., but like if you're sick, you probably should ask a real doctor uh, to, to, to treat you. Um, so, yeah,
8: wait, we're, I'm not glossing over that bachelorette thing. Because this is actually a thing. So there's, uh, for those, of course, who aren't familiar with the format, there's a, there's a group of men. They are seeking the, uh, the love, the singular love of this bachelorette. Obviously, it works in reverse with the bachelor. But there is... Really you,
11: loose you, definition of love. Thank yeah. you.
8: Yes. Thank you. You're right. He is usually um, a snack. Yes. <laughs> okay. Enough of that. Uh, So so there is some historical data, right? You can go over and see who has emerged victorious. Is that the right way you can say it?
11: Yeah. And and at PFF, our own uh, Mike Renner once uh, was actually a contestant. And so my podcast co host and I, George Shahuri, re. Um, wrote articles in jest about betting on this uh, on this event, and then eventually uh, it became something you could actually bet on and play DFS on. So, um, yeah, I mean, degeneracy knows no bounds.
8: None whatsoever. None whatsoever.
10: We have a bachelorette at Survivor League going here at Visa. We
8: do? Yeah, we do. I was did. not invited. Not I invited.
10: was. No. I really? chose not to
5: participate. Huh. Yeah.
9: They didn't ask. I would have participated. Man. They didn't ask the two Zaddies over here. Okay, okay. <laughs> we could, if Eri- we could play, Eric. Um, oh, yeah, oh, it's your turn. Go ahead, please. <laughs> I thought the- Zaddy was your turn. <laughs> uh, all right, Eric. As you guys started to dig into to the season here, um, I I. I, I Obviously read all the stuff that comes in, which teams you're higher on, which teams you're lower on. It does seem like you guys, through your simulations and through the way that you have plugged in into whatever your supercomputer is that's running these simulations stuff, that that you guys are taking a stand on some teams as opposed to how a lot of these other projection systems are. I, I definitely see teams you are seem to be much higher on and teams that you seem to be much lower on than other teams. What are some of those teams that as you guys have kind of fished through your stuff that, that are coming out, you know, much higher than what you see is the general consensus. And then the ones that are kind of much lower than the general consensus.
11: Yeah. I mean, so right now, I mean, it's tough, right? Because there's a, the one, um, you know, I think elephant in the room, which is what Aaron Rodgers does um, because I think it, it cascades into multiple markets you know, obviously, I think Green Bay would be more than a minus 125 favorite in the NFC North if Rodgers were assured to be playing there. I think and that leads me just to one where I think a lot of people are down on this team, but I'm more bullish on them. And that's you guys out in the desert, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders have had good offense the last couple of years despite the fact that they really haven't had much at the wide receiver position. I think Gruden does a terrible job of acquiring players. I've always described him as a, a terrible grocery shopper, but a pretty good cook. And, you know, this season, I don't see them getting worse offensively, right? They added Kenyon Drake. They added John Brown as a deep threat. Obviously, Henry Ruggs is there as well. Darren Waller's a top three tight end in football. Defensively, I don't think they can get much worse. And I think the market's down on them with a win total of seven in most part because they're hedging a little bit on the idea that Rogers might go to Denver, Kansas city's amazing. And then they're looking at the chargers and saying, everything adds up for the chargers yet again. But it came out today that the chargers are one of three or four teams that have, you know, under 50% vaccination rate, like the chargers find a way every single year. So <laughs> when I look, wow. when I look at this division, like whether you can get it at six and a half minus one fifty to the over or seven more at like a minus one ten or so. Like I like the Raiders. That's one that we've taken a stand on because I think they have the combination of things that can get you good, which is a good quarterback and a good offensive play caller.
8: Talking to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Uh, uh, Focus, by the way, I didn't mean to mispronounce that. Eric, I have a, a broader question this time of year, and it it's not about a specific team. I want to ask you, what do you feel handicappers? I don't know about get wrong but misassess or overlook on a week to week basis or maybe even on a season long basis but specifically on a week to week basis is it the fact that they don't consider strength of schedule to a certain point in a year and so they they have a bad you know way of weighting teams because they don't really pay too much attention to that Uh, Is it that they don't uh, you know, they they tend to look at one score wins in the same way that they do blowouts? Like, what's the thing that you think handicappers don't pay attention to enough or get wrong, quite frankly?
11: That's a great question. Uh, I think one of them is not properly incorporating the fact that the league is non-stationary, right? Like last season, not only did we have a, a decrease in home field advantage. But we had an increase, especially early in the season, in totals, right? Like three and a half, four points in the first month to six weeks of the year. And and sort of thinking about, okay, because everybody's got models, right? Like everybody that is betting the NFL, you know, either is betting somebody's model or it's a mental model that or something where, you know, you look at – and. You know, whether you have power ratings or you let your computer do it or whatever, and you're saying, OK, this team's seven points better than that team. They're at home. So I'll add two and a half points of home field advantage. It's a turf game like, you know, and those extra little bit, those little half points that could be the difference between winning or losing are not that stationary year to year. Right. Last season, we saw home field advantage, but we also saw road quarterbacks do extremely well because they didn't have to deal with crowd noise. And that made every total bigger. What, what is it And making totals bigger changes the distribution of points. Like I remember it was a game last year as Cleveland versus Dallas and everybody's like, well, you want to bet Cleveland plus three. And I'm like, Unless I can get plus three and a half, I'm just going to take Cleveland on the money line because the total for this game is 50 51. And when the total is 50 51, there's a smaller chance that the game's going to land three than if it were a normal total, right? And and just sort of considering those things week to week, I think somebody that goes on autopilot and bets NFL is sort of missing that and, and and so that's a great opportunity because that means that people like there's it, the problem's never going to be solved and the pro and the market's never going to be totally efficient. but it's frustrating because obviously if you take the you know blood sweat and tears to build models and try to bet this the league and it becomes a totally different league from one year to the next. That can also be frustrating.
8: That's a great answer. And yet we do that for baseball, right? Where we're like, Oh, the run environment is this. Yes, it's yes. also that for different ballparks, but yet we never we never seem to discuss that on a on a macro basis for football.
9: Eric, one of the divisions that we talk about a lot here on the show tends to be the NFC East because of just what we consider to be a ton of volatility. Just, you know, listen, you have Dak coming back from a catastrophic injury. We assume that he's going to be healthy. But again, you know, I'm not a doctor. You are. I'm not a doctor. But, you know, uh, he's. uh, you know, how's he going to respond to all that? you got Washington with the new quarterback situation. Fitzpatrick we've seen. Old quarterbacks just fall off a cliff really quick before. We don't think it'll be the case, but you never really know. We don't really know what we have in Hurts uh, there with the Eagles. And then, of course, the Giants with the Giants. And, and we'll, we're looking at this. And you see, like, plus 135 for the Cowboys. And then it goes to 200 for, the, for Washington, 450 for the Giants, and the Eagles at 550. So, again, one of the closest bunched-up division odds that you're going to find. Um, Is this really just kind of like the Cowboys and everybody else here? Or or is this one of these, like, literally we could look up at midway through the season. Any of these teams could be leading the division.
11: I think any team, any of these teams is a little, is a little much like, I think the Eagles might contend for the worst record in football. If you look at sort of the head coach, the quarterback Um, there, it's a head coach. Who's trying to be a head coach and an offensive play caller at the NFL level for the first time. So two new tasks, which is really hard to do. Um, so I think you would throw the Eagles sort of out of that contention, weirdly, um, even though they've been so good in recent years. Um, Washington football team, like, is one where if you like them, you missed, right? You missed because it was plus four hundred early in the off season, um, and if you didn't get that, plus two hundred is not a value. In fact, I know these guys are on your network; they're great. Uh, the the Will Capper guys went through their schedule and showed that like they might not have difficult opponents, but they have really difficult like they come off of Monday night football a few times against teams with great rest. Like they're a team that I think at eight and a half right now, you're getting a good value on the under to me, if you're want to bet this division, it's the giants at plus four fifty, you know, plus 500 plus 400, depending upon what it is. I'd probably make it more like 30%, um, you know, 35% maybe. And so like, I like that number a lot. When you look at the giants, it's, it's this kind of team every year, right? It's, you know, it was Trubisky's bears in 18. It was, um, you know, Eli Manning's giants in 2016, where they have a great defense. They have a lot of good weapons. I think the offensive line is going to improve the quarterback. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback that at this time next year, all the sharp people are going to be saying, yeah, he's not very good. They did win last year, but he's just like, was along for the ride fade the heck out of the giants. But obviously that provides an opportunity this year. So I kind of like the giants, um, I like Joe judge wins coach of the year. He's got that football guy kind of look to him that like people love to bet into for coach of the year. Um, to me, that's the long shot to bet into. I would not actually bet the Cowboys at the current number to win the division. I think they they should be the favorite, but I think there, there's a lot of leakiness. and a lot of, um, you know, sort of fragility to that team that maybe people aren't considering.
8: Eric, if the Raiders are the team that you've taken a stand on over there at PFF to the good, uh, what's the team that perhaps you've uh, done the opposite with?
11: Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I, the Eagles are one. Like, And I think even at six, um, if you get a plus price with them on under, I like that. Um, I think New England's also another one at nine and a half. You get a plus price to the under there. Yeah. Um, I joke about this, but I do think the chart I would never I would not bet a Chargers over. I don't know if I bet them under, but I do think they're being a little bit overrated because they have sort of the well-spoken coach who did a terrific job as a coordinator last year. But they're the Chargers, man, and they, you know, and I think you're going to see a decent amount of Herbert regression. So those are some teams I'm a little lower on. I think also the Saints, as much as I like Winston, I think that win total being nine is almost all Sean Payton's reputation. And we saw it with Belichick last year. Like when you go from Hall of Fame quarterback to kind of like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, you know, that team might be fundamentally a four-win team that gets to seven wins. And we're all like praising Sean Payton, even though preseason their win total was nine.
9: Eric, what do we make of the Colts? I mean, it's a it's a good roster, you know, top to bottom when you kind of look at everything that they bring back and what they should be be able to do. They're basically co-favorites in that division with the Titans. Um, do you believe that the reclamation project is going to work here?
11: I think Carson Wentz will be decent. I don't think he'll be a disaster the way he was last year. I don't think he'll be an MVP caliber player like he was in 2017. Um, And and you're right, the Colts have a pretty good roster. They do lose Justin Houston, which I think, well, or they just haven't re-signed him yet. I do think that's not trivial. And I think, um, you know, you you wonder how long that defense can sort of be bigger than the sum of the parts. Um, You know, they don't have great secondary players. They don't have a great pass rush. Um, Offensively, uh, you know, on the O-line, they're pretty good, although Costanzo is retired. Um, They don't have great weapons. I think I think this is almost entirely a Frank Reich bet, which I think he's brilliant and I wouldn't bet it necessarily against him. Um, but the I don't think you could bet pay me to go over on the Colts this year. I think it's under or nothing. In that division, I really do like the Jaguars as sort of like a long shot. Um, you know, it was at one point twelve to one. I think you can still get eight or so to one. Um, that's the one that I look to in that division because I do think that both the Titans and the Colts have sort of real big meltdown potential while the Texans are not going to contend for anything.
8: Will Matt Canada successfully convince big Ben to run a play action every once in a while (laughs) this year.
11: It, It sounds like big Ben's on the reclamation project. He and Zeke both looking cut up. So, um, no, I, Look, I think I, I would be really surprised if Pittsburgh was able to change their stripes enough to have a successful season. Um, they they got wins last year. They swept uh, Baltimore um, this in games that mattered in the regular season. They, they beat Cleveland as well. I, I think neither of those two teams are going to be pushovers for them this year. Uh, I think the Bengals will be stronger than they ever have been uh, over the past four or five years. I think it's going to be a really tough road for Pittsburgh. For me, on Pittsburgh, it's under... Or, or nothing um eight and a half though. I mean, like the market is very much on that same side, going three and a half wins less than last year's total in a season that has one more game.
9: I understand that the answer to this is the chiefs. and you are going to say the chiefs so I'm going to remove the chiefs from the equation. And who, as we are talking to you um you know in in in, in middle of February, who has just won the Super Bowl, but it's not the Chiefs.
11: It's hard not to say Tampa Bay, right? Like, I think even Tampa Bay has a cleaner road to the one seed than the Chiefs do. The AFC has a decent number of pretty good teams, Cleveland, Baltimore, Buffalo, um, you know, even Denver if they end up with Rodgers. Tampa Bay, especially if Rodgers leaves the conference, might run away and hide. And, and, you know, you look at that division, Drew Brees is no longer there. Uh, Atlanta is, I like Atlanta over, but, like, I, you know, Atlanta can melt down at any time. Carolina's got an easy sort of road, but like, I don't think they're going to be any good. Uh, and so Tampa to me, like the one seed still provides, I know Tampa sort of was a counterexample to that last year, but like the one seed provides a humongous edge. And I think Tampa has got a better chance to get the one seed in the NFC than Kansas city does in the AFC.
8: Last thing, the offensive rookie of the year will be.
11: This, this is one. I know I've said it on, on this state, on this uh, on network before, but not the show. I like Trey Sermon. Um, I think this is finally the running back. So Kyle Shanahan has always had a quick hook with his running backs, especially guys who don't have great pedigree. So the Burritas and the um, uh, most shirts of the world. I think Sermon is is like his chosen one, and it's finally unlike Tevin Coleman and Jared McKinnon will be a chosen one who's good. You know, Trey Lance is obviously a good pick there, too. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL, but I don't think Lance starts all the games. I think Sermon is going to end up, you know, he can get 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and that team wins that division. I'm a little lower on the Rams than most. I think Sermon is a good bet text. I got him somewhere at 40 to 1. I think he's still 25 to 1 or so.
8: Eric Giger for Pro Football Focus. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Him, man thanks for
11: having me on everybody
8: eric eager you follow him again on twitter at pff underscore eric uh we'll come back we'll update all the british open odds or the open championship odds however you prefer it's visa's prime time action
6: to start listening.
5: Love live in-game action? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Gil.
8: So uh, Danielle, I am not playing the 18 to one draw. Uh, Martinique lost to this Haiti side two to one in the CONCACAF Gold Cup Group B uh, previous game. Haiti just lost to Canada four to one. So if the USA can't beat Martinique outright, we got trouble. But I'm not betting the draw. There it is. There you have it. My intense analysis. That is a very nice. good analysis. Of the Gold Cup game between. I
5: hope you don't regret it.
8: (laughs) Are you betting it?
5: (laughs) No, but it's 18 to 1.
8: If this ends up at a draw, it will be big time regret. Big time. That was a a good analysis. Thank you.
5: Well done.
9: Snacks, Addy. What are you... Remember Mac Daddy back in the day? We were. I now remember Mac Daddy. Now you be a Mac s- Daddy. And snacks. Daddy Mac. Can you be a, s- a snack Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I
5: think you can. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. That's yeah it. Okay. Should we check in on the British Open? Okay. <laughs> okay. If we have to. Uh, so uh, here are the updated odds. Jordan Spieth is the favorite right now, plus three fifty. Luis Oosthuizen at plus four fifty. Colin Morikawa sitting at sixteen to one. Brooks Kepka eighteen to one. McElroy at twenty to one. Simpson at twenty to one. Dustin Johnson twenty to one. And Tommy Fleetwood. 20 to 1,
8: sneakily. Sneakily. We we should, uh, and Kelly said this off-air, uh, if, if Tommy Fleetwood ends up winning this tournament, Reed Fowler deserves an apology from all of us.
5: That would be the first actual... I bet him top 20, season. based on Reed's recommendation. There you go. Yeah. There you
8: go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for those who missed the, the first hour when we went through this, I just will repeat the same thing I said, Matt, which is the only thing that startles me here is the drop-off after Spieth and Ustasen.
9: Yeah, I don't think I like any... Of of this. Do you, Kelly? Is there any, like, <laughs> do you like any of this? So I don't think I like any, any of this. this. Uh, I think there's guy. okay, for people
10: out there. Rory's oh. 20 to 1 at six strokes off? Yeah, I, I mean, I have no interest in that.
8: But if you were, okay, so think
10: for people out there, would you say Brooks Kepka's going to bet? We're on him pre-tournament. Well,
8: at least he's the same number. His yeah, as he he's was. basically
10: the same t- number as he was pre-tournament. But he's five shots off the lead. Like, would you recommend to people out there? I I would be iffy on that. No, I wouldn't. Okay, at all. Um,
8: <laughs> at all. Is John Rahm at thirty-five to one seven strokes? back?
10: I have no interest in that whatsoever. Just so far back. I have big names in between. I I think this. I. We expect this course is going to be tougher I think over the next few days Matt than what we got today. But who knows?
8: Webb Simpson two back at 20 to 1. Anyone? I've
10: just been down on Webb this whole season I feel like. So I, I you're not going to get me on there. The, what Victor Hovland I'm I'm not going to add tonight, but I've got my eye on him. But not I want to I want a good number. I see 25 to 1 at DraftKings. I want more than that. I laid off him pre-tournament because I thought the number was too short. I mean, he, he was way up there in all my modeling. Matt, I know you played him. Yeah. Um, he's a guy – he's the first guy that I jumped jumped at my attention when seeing the odds because if I could find him 35 to 40 here in town somewhere, I probably will bet it.
9: I mean, I, I guess if you look and if, if we're talking about people with pedigree, right, I mean, Spieth, Ustazen, Morcal is one of major, obviously Kepka – But, like, once you get down to people who are kind of still in the thick of it, I mean, like 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 we said, I mean, Webb has been there, done that, right? I mean, he is only a couple strokes off the lead when we look at it. DJ is only four strokes back as a guy that's been there, done that. I mean, the thing about Tommy Fleetwood is he's just he's never won, literally never won. Like, that's not like never won a major. Like, no, he's never won. He's just never won anything. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to back a guy who's never won anything, you know. So the one that I, I will say
10: Scotty Scheffler and Colin Morikawa, for this being their first opens, very, very impressive start going three under. Um I think the one you know, Scotty Scheffler had a big week last week, too. I'm not betting him at twenty five to one, but I think he's a guy to keep your eye on.
9: You saw his T nineteen, right? Of your uh of the your- Zun- I was going to say, I your player pool right night.
8: here, Spieth and Bazudenhoot are the guys that are doing the best at this. Hovland, there, right? Hovland as well. Yeah,
9: yeah. Hovland, Spieth, Bazudenhoot baz- is baz- is, uh, is in there. Guido's one. Guido's at one under. Paul Casey two under. Um,
8: Remember, just a friendly reminder that the uh, first person to tee off. Is at ten forty six p.m. Pacific.
10: Oh, how was your viewing last night's flash this morning? How did you guys take last, this? In? Last night
8: was easier than this
10: morning, wasn't it? Oh, it was weird. I stayed up like as long as I could. I, I, I probably watched till about 2:30, 3 a.m. our time, and then woke up at about nine a.m. and watched again. It's bizarre how how you know how how long yeah. the light lasts that okay. you could do that. Like, I slept for, like, six hours, and then they're still playing.
9: I'm about done with streaming services getting forced on me, though. Yes. got done with that? I'm about over that. Little. How many subscriptions do I have to have? What do you get a little bit of the point? Like, season? There's, what's the point in cutting the cord when you have yeah. to have 19 different streaming services to see all the things that you want to see? <laughs>
8: Completely agree.
9: You know? Next,
8: Matt complains about other things. Uh, Just the I, truth. I hear you, though, man. It is. We've gone too far with it. We'll come back. Maybe we'll take a look at tomorrow's MLB schedule. And then a little later on, uh, who will lead the NFL in sacks? You interested in that at all? I, do, I am. Okay, then we'll do it next on VEASAN's Prime Time, Snacks? Snacks?
5: The college football season is right around the corner, and that means the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch, so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early. So now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access to get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at slash subscribe. Gil.
8: Matt is quizzing us on uh, Olympic sports and uh... top
9: contenders what countries the favorites are from. It's mm-hmm. it's actually pretty eye-opening to see what countries are good at certain things that you would not have yeah. thought. Well. So women's field hockey, who's the favorite? I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you the what the
8: United States field hockey even
5: looks like, like as a sport, as a game. The Netherlands.
8: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Is, that,
5: is I, it, it just, close to like, lacrosse or no? So Closer to, no. to cricket?
8: No. No. <laughs> uh, Field hockey done with sort of hockey-like sticks. So lacrosse cricket-ish? with actual, what's that?
5: Cricket-ish? Does it look like cricket?
9: No, not really. It's its own thing. And the men's, So it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> the men's Olympic field hockey oh, favorite. Oh, it looks like something. I know. Is Belgium. Which, what sport? The men's field hockey is Belgium. Would not have known that. It's like to it figure out which, hockey? like, these countries that are good at these certain things is pretty interesting. Hmm. I did not know that. It, yeah. We're learning things around here. This is an educational edition of primetime action. Yes. <laughs> There's baseball. In a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah,
8: so, so, so many. <laughs> so yeet about it. Maybe ways we don't want it to be educational. Baseball tomorrow. It's a, it's a full slate of Major League Baseball. Finally. But we don't have all the pitching matchups. We do have a few. We have more than a few. We have about half the slate of pitching matchups that, Um Chris Bassett of the A's, a $2 favorite against the Indians tomorrow. Um, Walker Buehler, a $2 favorite on the road for the Dodgers at Coors. We do not have a line on the Gaussman-Wainwright matchup in St. Louis between the Giants and the Cardinals, nor do we on the McCullers-Cease matchup, Houston's at the White Sox. That's a good game of two division-leading teams in the American League. Then, of course, there's the Red Sox and the Yankees. Perez and Montgomery, of course, they got rained out tonight as well. Uh, anything? I mean, Robbie Ray in Toronto also north of a two dollar favorite at home against Texas. A lot of big lines. I guess the one that's really sort of the most competitive that's aligned anyway, the only one that's lined that is super competitive is Atlanta with Charlie Morton minus yeah. one twenty five against the Rays at home and
9: and uh, Waka and Waka. I mean, I guess it'd be interesting to see how the Braves kind of come out of the gate, knowing that. Well, I mean, hearing these rumors. Maybe with this trade, though, maybe that energizes the team or something. But, I mean, you know, up until, I mean, literally an hour ago, whenever we saw that they had traded for Jock Peterson, all the rumor was that they were going to kind of start to sell off the pieces that they didn't feel like they were going to need long term and, and kind of start to rebuild from there. But, I mean, maybe not. Maybe, the, maybe they looked at it and, and came to the same conclusion Josh did earlier and, and just kind of looked at that division as a whole and said, "Yeah, you know, yeah, the Mets got Degrom, and I, you know, and I get it. But do we really expect Marcus Stroman and Taiwan Walker to continue pitching like like they're pitching? Maybe not.
8: Yeah, I mean, you're only, I mean, you're only down again a stone's throw in the uh, National League East. The Braves are down four games. Phillies in between. Uh, the Mets and the Braves, Phillies down three and a half. Nationals also knocking at the door, six back. And, and, and like you said earlier, I think this is the key to remember. We're talking about this on July 7th, uh, July 15th. Pardon me. I should probably get that right. <laughs> July 15th. You accurately said earlier the trade deadline is actually the 30th, yeah. not the 31st. So we have 15 days we still don't know and this is hard for folks to believe usually but we still don't know the intentions of every team yet because you're right about the Braves if the Braves go on some losing streak right now their opinion of what they're going to do could change drastically in right. the next 10 days
9: yeah and, and and i think that they look at this it, it, you look up and i think there's at least a couple of teams when we do look at the standings where that could be the case right i mean like I, we're sitting here talking about oh we don't think that you know we don't think the you know, Mariners, for example, like, you know, oh, they're going to be sellers, but what if they, <laughs> you know, yeah. what if, what if they win, you know, teams right and, and, and then, and then, like, Oh, they look up and they are two games out and like, oh, you, we can't sell. I them. mean, corny is sounds like a betting show, but you do have sort of some
8: sort of obligation is the right. Way. You do have some sort of responsibility to your fan base right. to give it a go at some point. Cause otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and DePoto, their GM is a, he's a trade. He loves trading. So uh, he he will not be shy about things at the trade deadline. If they decide to go for it, maybe even if they decide not to, he won't be shy at the trade deadline. Forty eight and forty three, the Mariners, who have exceeded, let's face it, all expectations with that record. Oh,
9: I thought they were going to be I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in, oh. in in all all the league.
8: They've been un- unbelievable yeah. with what they've had. Uh, seven games back of the Astros, and you know, in the mix, if we were to do the whole, hey, who's alive in the wild card team? To, uh, wild card race, two wild card teams per uh, league now they're in the mix for that. Again, a whole bunch of games to be played 70 plus ball games, 71 games in the case of the Mariners, but you know, 15 days from now, that's a two month sprint. And if you're in it, you kind of have to weigh that, like, okay, yeah, maybe it's better long-term for us if we get rid of these guys. But at the same time, you're like, well, we have a shot. Shouldn't we go for it? That's what all these teams have to make assessment. That's what makes baseball interesting at this time of year. And obviously there's some teams, as you said, like the Cubs, who have already made up their minds, and it's a long time coming. They're going to break it
9: up. I know we can't see the Yankees being sellers, but maybe they just sit – Dormant, as opposed to being sellers? Because like we said, I mean, they're eight games out right now.
8: See, I, don't have, I don't think they have that that in their DNA either. It's, they're, dormant.
9: they're eight games out with 11 division games to play before the trade deadline. Right. If they go, I mean. If they it, go nine and two, they may sit pat. If they go two and nine, they'll go crazy trade. I mean, there's anything that can happen, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think. I mean, 11 games for the trade deadline. And if things go south, they could look up and in that division be 14 games out of, you know, oh man, like 14 games out of the, out of the lead. I mean, like if that were the case, you're not, you're not coming back from 14 games. That doesn't matter what your schedule looks like after that.
8: Yeah. you can, I mean, again, it's going to be fascinating to see where Trevor story ends up, where Jose Barrios ends up uh, a lot of interesting parts. Nelson Cruz would be a big bat for somebody to add. We keep coming back to those three guys, but those, you know, there are others too. And you mentioned if the Braves decide to sell, they've got
9: parts. Yeah, because they might have guys that they decide to to flip as well. I mean, Chris Bryant, most likely to be on the move. Joey Gallo, most likely to be on the move. And, you know, we didn't talk about the the,
8: the team with the best record in all of baseball, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they're smart enough to know that they're not, you know, the greatest team ever assembled. Yeah, They may make a move or two. Yeah. And, which and would then, be
9: awesome. You know. He's not going to be a, a top line guy, but Kyle Gibson's having a great yep. year for the Rangers. He's on a one year deal, so they're, he's not going to resign there. So mm-hmm. he's, he's gone, and like they're going to trade him. So someone's going to get another starter there as well. I mean, it's going to be. When we're talking about this, whenever we get back, it will be a much different scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm actually be, we'll be we'll be fresh
8: talking about baseball. We will be yeah. fresh. That's for sure. Most sacks in the NFL this year. We'll close out the show with that. That's an interesting little market we haven't talked about. Uh, And we'll do this on a uh, team-by-team basis, not player-by-player. It's another twist, too. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
6: Just start listening.
5: Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code vSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com. For full details, Gil,
8: Danielle. Just to be clear, ten thirty-five p.m. Uh, Pacific time, one thirty-five Eastern tonight or tomorrow, Eastern time is the first uh, person teeing off round two of the Open Championship. So I said a little later earlier, but I just want to make sure that people know it's in less than four hours. Just four ninety-nine on Peacock
10: to watch. <laughs> is that what you determined? That's what it is. Wow. But you know we're not. Wait, bitter. so are we? Are we going with British it.
5: Open or the Open Championship.
9: Oh, uh, we we talked about this yesterday. I'm British. I'm a British Open.
10: Guy. It's unfair to sports betters uh, all this stuff because we have to pay the cable bills already. Yeah, we got to add that the same cable bills. Then we got to add nine stream services yeah. too.
9: Yeah. We're, While we're airing grievances here, yeah, I think the biggest thing was today whenever they cut the broadcast off for the last hour and made you go back. to Yes. Talk. Yes. Yep. Matt and I had for the, the last same exact hour. thoughts. No. They make you go back to Peacock for the last hour. Yeah.
8: Well,
10: I mean, thankfully, I already had it set up because I had to set up the,
9: the night garbage. Before. I'm so not yeet about that. It's I have
8: the I have Peacock because of uh, there was some all. women's it's tennis, tennis tournament I was watching. I had to watch it on Peacock too, so I, I'm already set up for it. But yeah, I don't appreciate going back and forth. Yeah. This changes on the weekend, right? We don't have to do this over the weekend. Probably they might
10: have like featured
8: groups on there or something. I'm guessing. I'm sure they have something. Something up. Someone give me
10: a top twenty sweat. That's what I want on Sunday.
8: Hmm. We were just looking to see because we hadn't mentioned Tony Finau. He ended up even par with Rory at even par. Uh, so everybody's kind of still in it here after round one. Um, Danielle, what do you have here? This is an interesting market from DraftKings in the NFL.
5: Yeah, so which team will lead the league in sacks? So team here, not player, and that is sacks, not snacks, Matt. So uh, Washington here, the odds are uh, are 6-1 to one for them to be the favorite here. Uh, number of sacks last year in 2020 at 50. 50. The Rams... Huge drop-off here. They had 25 last year, but they are plus 650. Obviously, Aaron Donald on that team. Uh, the Buccaneers, plus 650. They had 22. The Steelers, plus 650. They had 14. The Cardinals, 7-1. to one. They had 29 last year and the addition of J.J. Watt this year. What do you think?
8: Well, I'm glad Washington is the short shot because they ought to be. Sweat, pain, Allen, Young. Mm-hmm. Book it. Um, so they ought to be the short shot. Now, But the Rams are there. And I would never scoff at the Rams. If anybody wanted to bet the Rams, I would not scoff at that at all. But I do think that, that was that the
5: one I liked on the board. Yeah. I but don't. I'm interested because I know Matt thinks that this Browns, What did? You, how did you describe this defense when
9: draft night came out? I, well, I just, on paper, they should be one of the three or four best in the league. And 12-1. But, but that's like a – that's also like a – collective unit right whereas whereas the pass rush thing is is can be kind of can be kind of wonky right i mean if we look at if we look at pressure rate which we said is like if you look at pressure rate then that is at least somewhat indicative of sacks because you're at least getting in there and then like you want to at least get in there to have a chance at doing that so the the steelers were the highest te- highest pressure rate team in the league last year followed by the eagles the bucks the ravens and and then you start to get to some of these other teams that are a little bit further down the right. But then the sack rate, like so again, we talk about K rate and, and walk rate and things like that. Whenever we're talking baseball, so sack rate, which again that is like the, the percentage of time they actually get home whenever uh teams are passing, it goes Steelers, Rams, Eagles, Washington, and you can see like, you know, Washington, Rams, Steelers are like right up there again. Um in this. So I mean the all the teams that were good last year are the teams that are favored in this market so you would lead to, lead yourself to believe that it would be one of those teams that is kind of favored it's it doesn't seem like there's going to be one of these teams just come out of the woodwork out of nowhere um especially since we've been doing all these previews and looking at defensive lines and stuff I know there isn't really a team that went out and completely changed and completely you know re- reassembled their their defensive line to where it's going to be one of these massive monster groups where they're going to be getting tons of pressure and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I think Washington is rightfully the favorite. I think the Rams are rightfully second and probably yeah. the bucks are rightfully yeah, third. Probably so. And then you start to go down the list and like, is there anything with long shots? I mean, you, you look, I mean, I guess maybe if you look at the, at the Niners on paper, maybe, you know, a Seattle little bit. Went,
8: Seattle ended up with 48 sacks last year. I don't remember that.
9: I, it just feels like that yeah. was like
10: Jamal Adams. It just does. like You know, <laughs> like a bunch every of them. time. Yeah. yeah.
8: Uh, you know, Washington with uh, Ron Rivera, defensive-oriented coach, as is defensive-oriented head coach, Jack Del Rio. I just think that is a – I can't tell you how fun it is to be – I grew up a, a Washington football team fan – how fun it is to have a team that is defense first, that has never been the case with that franchise, it was always good offenses through the years mm-hmm. when they were great, uh, but never really a a, uh, a defense that was feared. Uh, very fun to have a team like that. So I, I agree with you, Matt. I think it's Washington, the Rams, and the Bucks. Um, I have no problem with that order. Do you think the Steelers should be on par with the Rams and the Bucks? Given
5: T.J. The, Watt led the league last year.
8: Given the pressure, you were saying,
9: yeah. And so the 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 reason the Steelers are up there, I believe, too, is like they're probably taking into account as well like defensive schemes as as well. You know, and and the Steelers blitz a ton, and so with yeah. that, like you know, more oppor- gives you more opportunities to 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 get sacks. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look, if you do look at, at Cleveland, and I mean, at twelve to one. You kind of look. I mean, they added Jadavian Clowney. Now, is he going to be Jadavian Clowney of old, or should I even say Jadavian Clowney of of the hype that was coming out of college into in the league? We shall see. But I mean, they've got <laughs> South Denzel Carolina
8: Ward. Jadavian. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you
9: get Which one do you get, right? But I mean, they've got Malik Jackson. You know, they've got Denzel Ward. They can blitz off the corner. He's like one of the better blitzing corners. So, I mean, they've got guys. They can, Miles Garrett, of course, let's not leave out Miles oh, Garrett. I course. mean, you know, so Miles Garrett, Malik Jackson, J- Jadavion Clowney up front, got a Denzel Warden, it blitzes off the corner a ton. I mean, so there's, at 12 to one, I, I don't hate it, but I think the three at the top are highly likely to be one of the, one of the top sacks.
8: Again, shout out to DraftKings for, mm-hmm. uh, for putting up the, uh, the market. For, for always, offering it. Always appreciate the, uh, the breadth of the menu uh, for that. Can I ask you a golf question or two before we leave Let's here? Do that.
9: Um are you adding
8: to uh, to your
9: bets? So I was looking at these odds and it, you know I I think the only thing I might add I might add like a little bit of oostie in there because it was one guy that oostie. so I'll be I'll be honest Kelly he is a guy that I just always tend to ignore it seems like like he's yeah, a, me too. He's, he's a guy that is Never at the top of anything, never at the top of the models, never at the top of whatever, but always just, like, one of the kind of steady Eddie guys across, and I, I tend to overlook him probably far more than I should, especially considering that he's kind of on a heater here lately and he's been playing super well. So not having – again, I'm not above, even though I missed out on the big number, I'm not above saying, okay, I was mistaken, I was wrong, you know, let, let me go in and get a, a, a little at least a little bit of a piece here. Um but that's about it for me. I'm I feel I feel pretty good in my in my position weirdly enough. I mean, obviously I have a ton of Speeth, you know. I'm I'm super heavily invested in Speeth and from what I saw today, I mean, he looks like one of the very best guys out there and honestly with my lurkers I'm okay with 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 where I am. I mean, yeah. Hoblins at 2 under, Buzzunhuts at 2 under. You got you still have Ricky Fowler at 1 under. He's still sitting there at 1 under. You still have Kepka at 1 under. Like I got some guys that Guido's at 1 under. I mean, really the only guy I'm on that had a bad round is is Justin Thomas. And you know, like the only reason I played Burns is because of the off-market number that was available here. So it's it's like I feel pretty good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm feeling okay, too. I, I I added two guys last night, just super long shots,
10: and that was Bazootenhood after we ended up talking about him on the show. So I I got him, too, and then I added Stuart Sink, who's two shots off the oh. lead right now. And 100 well, good and 7, on you. 175 to one. He was one of those guys that was, like, up there, like a top five in one of my models, and I was like, all right, 175. That's worth a shot. So no uh, – I, there's guys I'm interested in. Again, Victor Hovland is a guy I stayed. I did not bet before the tournament thought he's a guy I kind of always had the approach of, if I can get a better number in tournament. I'd be, I would be very interested in adding him. So he, he's one I'm going to have to shop around tonight. He's cause he's kind of right there. Um, the other one, what about cam Smith? Cam Smith has that type of game that like, you know, we talk about those creative guys. It's like he's seemingly all year long has dug himself out of, dug himself out of holes that he puts himself in. And it seems like that's kind of the guy he'd won on this course over the weekend. He went one under today. He's, he's just another guy that doesn't pop in my models off.
9: Yeah. I also I kind of talked myself off of him as I was watching today because I was wondering if I was having watch bias. Because he was one of the only guys that I got to watch the whole entire round of okay, his, yep. and I was wondering if like I just like was drifting into love with him because watch like I got guys. yeah because I got to like actually watch him on television, and I'm like, am I doing this? Like, is this what's going on right now, or do I honestly want to bet? It? So he, I don't he might be the guy that me and you we don't talk about much. We, I have a feeling we both yeah. like
10: way more than we ever talk about, and we and way more than we ever bet because we yeah. don't we don't bet him that often. We've each bet him maybe like once or twice. It feels like the past few months, but.
8: This is a question usually asked going into a final round of, of a tournament, and, and oftentimes halfway through a tournament after the cut. Not often after the first round, but I'll ask it now, which is, how far back do you think is too far back, even after round one? Oost Hayes in the leader at six under. That's tough.
10: Well, after one round,
9: it's tough. So I believe, like you, if you're even poor, that it's going to get tougher yourself. on the weekend because so there's no more water there's no more rain that's projected again things can change on a dime here so like whatever i'm just we're just going with what the information that we know and with that case with the wind and stuff it's going to dry things out and it's going to make things much harder and the greens are going to be harder and the fairways are going to be harder and they're going to get, these bounces are going to get crazier and so with that like i don't think we're going to see too many more five and six under rounds yeah i i don't
10: i don't think so either um Although I was surprised, just even I, I was surprised almost overall throughout the day that it played easier than I was expecting. But I, I think you're right, Matt. Even if it's, we talk about that a lot of times in some other majors, like U.S. Opens and stuff, where it's, okay, if it was easy one day, they're going to make corrections mm-hmm. to make it a lot harder, even if that's just moving whole locations. So, I, Gil, I know we didn't really answer your question. I will go even par or better. I think you're absolutely still left.
9: The correct answer is one over. The okay. correct answer is, is. Over. One over. One over. That would make Bryson still in it.
8: Yeah, just allowed for John Ron to still be in it. Anybody won over it better. Uh, we've done all we can do. For Matt, Danielle and Kelly, Gil Alexander, thanks so much for watching. Nightcap over at Circa with Jeff Farley and Greg Peterson, I believe, tonight. Next, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: start listening